0: Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it will help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Oh, just when we thought last week was the new low, here we are, the hardy of heartiest. Here you are. Well, welcome to worship. So glad you're here. I know we have a couple of visitors that made it all the way from Pittsburgh, so our local folks have no excuse, but welcome. Glad that you're here. Um, just a word, I think, about our service this morning. Those of you in the balcony, would you mind making your way down here for communion? All right. We have this stuff up there, but we're shorthanded down here. So um, thank you for that. We are having Connections Cafe. How many dozen donuts? 10 dozen donuts. We're not leaving till they're gone. Actually, that'll be the 11 o'clock crowd. We'll have to finish up the last nine dozen, but it won't be a problem. Feel free meant to eat as many as you can, not like, as many as you can. So stay. it's right in room 100, so please stay around if you're able. Uh, this Friday night, if you're looking for a date night or a family night, come to Good Shepherd. We're having our chili cook-off. You can read about it in the Our Life, but if you'd like to enter a crock pot of chili, we welcome that. Or if you just want to come and eat, it's five bucks per person. to enter. It is a fundraiser. It is for our Edge House Ministry and the pilgrimage that they will be taking this summer. So please come and support them. We're starting a bunch of new classes now in the new year coming up in the the next week or so. So please read about those in the Our Life. We have one about starting a family practice of devotions. We have a Financial Peace University class that's starting and we are offering a partial scholarship for that. Also, there is a class about justice, so please register online or stop in the lobby, the tiled part of the lobby at Sign Up Central, and just add your name to the list. Last week, if you were here, you heard Beth Townsend give an impact story about our ministry at Taft Elementary. We are inviting you to participate in a new program that we have there where we are sponsoring our 38 adopted students for each of them to begin developing their home library, and so we are getting them uh, subscriptions to Scholastic books, and each of those subscriptions is forty dollars for each of those students. If you want to do that, or you have have questions, stop by in the lobby. Beth Townsend is out there; she can help you and answer any questions you have. Finally, hopefully, you noticed when you came in our beautiful new liturgical art. Uh, that art. Work was commissioned by a liturgical artist named Norma Fredrickson, and the, the artwork was given in memory of Ray Wachesec by his family. And so watch the Our Life and the Horn, because Deb Jones will be writing some articles that will help help you see all of the different facets of this beautiful, beautiful artwork. And so we are just... Uh, so blessed to have that now as a part of our green collection, our green seasons, our epiphany, which is the season we're in now, as well as Pentecost, which lasts. It's our longest season, so we will have lots of time to enjoy this liturgical art. May God bless us as we worship.
1: A reading from Isaiah. Because I love Zion, I will not keep still. Because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. The nations will see your righteousness, world leaders will be blinded by your glory, and you will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. The Lord will hold you in his hands for all to see, a splendid crown in the hand of God. Never again will you be called the forsaken city or the desolate land. Your new name will be the city of God's delight and the bride of God, for the, new, for the Lord delights in you and will claim you as his bride. Your children will commit themselves to you, O Jerusalem, just as a young man commits himself to his bride. Then God will rejoice over you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. Here ends the reading. A reading from 1 Corinthians. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us. I don't want you to misunderstand this. We know that when you were still pageants, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophecy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel.
0: The gospel today comes from John, the second chapter. The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. "'Dear woman, that's not our problem,' Jesus replied. "'My time has not yet come.' But his mother told the servants, "'Do whatever he tells you.' Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for the Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, "'Fill the jars with water.' When the jars had been filled, he said, "'Now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies.' So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that, had not, that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign in Cana in in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, Jesus, our savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. This summer, 16 of us from Good Shepherd will be traveling to Spain to walk a portion of an ancient pilgrim path known as the El Camino Santiago. As a part of a preparation for our trip, we have been gathering as a group about once a month so that we can strategize to be sure that we are ready physically and emotionally and spiritually for this undertaking. And about a week before Christmas, Kristen Kalsom hosted our group at her home for some spanish wine tasting it was a wonderful evening of fellowship but it also confirmed for me that i don't have a very discerning palate when it comes to wine others in the group seemed to be able to pick out the different flavors and aromas and if it was citrus or berry or earthy or flowery or if it had spices like cinnamon or clove or vanilla. For me, each new wine tasted like, well, wine. If it wasn't for others in our group, I would have missed out on a lot. Let's just say good wine is probably wasted on me. Well, luckily, at the wedding at Cana in Galilee in our gospel today there was at least one person there who had a discerning palate so that we don't all miss out on or waste the good wine that is found in this story you know how it goes jesus and his disciples were invited to a wedding and They ran out of wine, and Jesus steps in and rather reluctantly saves the day when he changes some 120 to 180 gallons of water into wine. Now, not just any wine, mind you, but as the discerning palate of the chief steward tells us, it was good wine, wine that was better than any other wine that had been served at this wedding so far. But I guess it makes sense, if Jesus is going to make wine, it probably isn't going to be of the Boone's Farm Tickle Pink variety, right? If Jesus makes wine, it's going to be good wine. But I wonder how many people missed it. How many people at that wedding reception just filled up their glasses and missed the quality of the good wine or missed who it was, or where that wine had come from, or worse of all, missed who was in their midst providing this good wine for them. Perhaps there is a lesson for us in this. You know, even though I couldn't discern a lot of the different flavors of the wine from Spain, I did enjoy just being present, experiencing the moment As we tasted those six different wines, it was very relaxing to take the time to see the color of each of the wines, to smell the aromas, to swirl it in the glass, to sip and to savor the flavor, and finally to swallow that deliciousness. It was a pleasure to just be in the moment To see and to smell and to swirl and to sip and to savor and to swallow. That got me thinking what if? What if we took that same kind of time and intention to be in the moment and present with God? See, I don't always have a very discerning palate either when it comes to understanding how and why God is at work in my life. I just fill up my glass with the goodness of God and go on living as if there isn't something extraordinary going on here. I mean, how often do I live a Boone's Farm tickle pink life and miss the good wine that God is providing. T.S. Eliot once wrote in a poem, we had the experience but missed the meaning. We had the experience but missed the meaning. How often are we like those at the wedding reception We have the experience of receiving good wine from God, but we miss the meaning that God is trying to show us and tell us the mystery of how God is at work. How might living in the moment, taking the time to see and smell and sip and savor and swallow the goodness of God, how might that add to the richness of our lives? The real benefit of our group getting together at Kristen's house wasn't really about the wine, that was just for fun. The real benefit came because we are continually growing deeper in our relationships with one another as we get ready to embark on this pilgrimage. What has been especially meaningful for me is how we have been getting ready spiritually for this journey. You see, a pilgrimage isn't just a vacation. It is an intentional time away to see and smell and swirl and sip and savor and swallow the goodness of God in our lives. It's a time when we can put our lives on pause to be open to what God wants to reveal to us. We each carry a hope of what this pilgrimage is going to mean for our lives spiritually. Of course, you don't have to travel thousands of miles on a pilgrimage to experience God's goodness in your life. We can develop a discerning palate to see God at work every single day in our lives by practicing a daily discipline of prayer, of living with gratitude for the good wine God has given us. We can keep our eyes open for opportunities that God is stirring up for us to show others love and mercy And compassion to those around us, we can live with the intention that we will look for God's good wine in our lives every day. See, in our gospel lesson it was the ones who were paying attention that understood where the wine had come from. The servants, the ones who were at the wedding working and serving others, They were just going around the the routine of their daily lives when they witnessed the power of God at work right in front of them. And of course, the disciples, they were eyewitnesses to the whole thing. This story happens very early in John's Gospel. Jesus has just called those disciples to come and follow. I'm sure they were still wondering what this pilgrimage of following Jesus was going to be all about. This gospel writer tells us that it is through witnessing this sign of Jesus turning water into wine that the disciples came to believe in Jesus. See, apparently changing water into good wine wasn't the only thing that changed that day. The, The hearts of the disciples were also changed. So how discerning is your palate when it comes to tasting the goodness of God? in your life. Today we have been invited to a banquet of sorts, a meal where the goodness of God is present. Now if you're like me there are plenty of times when you come to this table and you're kind of on autopilot, right? You just go through the motions here physically but maybe mentally you're already thinking about whatever is next on your agenda for the day. Well, what if today, as we make this pilgrimage to the table, we set an intention to have all of our senses open to experience the goodness of God in this meal, to feel the movement of our feet as we come forward, to listen for the sounds that are around us, to see others who are joining us at the table? I mean, how does it feel to take on that posture of, holding out your empty hands to receive the free gift of God's grace in bread and wine? What if we were just present in this moment right now with God, to be ready to see and to smell and to swirl and to sip and to savor and finally to swallow the delicious goodness of God present here today for you? At the wedding in Cana, Jesus turned water into good wine. In this meal, the bread and wine is changed to hold the body and blood of Christ for us. So today as we partake in this meal, may our hearts be changed. Changed to become more like the one who is our food and our drink. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.